Ever dreamt of quitting your job, selling your possessions, and traveling the world? We did, and now we're making it a reality and a podcast. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode three of Live Let Rome. The time is drawing near as we are in our final days of moving from our apartment and getting ready to take the big leap to full-time travel. So, Christy, any quick thoughts, ideas, feelings before we get going on this episode? Wait, quick thoughts? They're all welled up in the pit of my stomach right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, typical for me is anxious and nervous about making sure I have everything organized. Good thing I married another... uh, analytical sort that you can at least appreciate it so for me it's just making sure i have everything ready to go that we have all our ducks in a row um and also trying to adjust from not working in general that hasn't sucked in yeah yeah there's a lot of adjustments going on here and things like that but at the end of the day we're at least looking for something really fun we're getting ready for that and it seems like the times just accelerate in these last couple weeks just all the things we have to do however as long as we remember our passport And our credit card, we should be okay, so. And I'm supposed to love you, yes. I have to remember that. I do love you, I do. Keep smiling, keep smiling, but we're getting there. In this episode, we wanted to reflect back on some standout moments from past travels and give you some packing tips as well. Head to our blog at liveletrome.com for more details on packing tips and pictures. We found when crawling into our memory banks for content that most of our memorable experiences landed in four general categories. That's arts and culture, food and drink, nature or wildlife, and weird or interesting. So we thought as we anticipate our new adventures, let's talk about some previous standouts from our past trips. Eric, you're up first, arts and culture. For me, arts and culture, one standout was when we traveled through Austria-Hungary and uh, this is around 2016, and we landed in Salzburg, Austria. We just really enjoyed that city just in, in general, very small little city, really. Had a wonderful experience, but I think what stood out was there was this fortress on top of this mountain. Yes, I uh, remember. There. Everyone looks at that. What's What's that about? So I looked it up, and we actually found that there was these concerts that they do a couple times a week, Mozart concerts. And as you know, Salzburg is the birthplace of Mozart. And so it seemed I like did, a fitting... I did not know. I just <laughs> thought it was Sound of Music, but I got a bonus. So go. Well, we could do a whole separate episode on the Sound of Music tour yeah. that we did. It was really fun. But um, we booked this ticket. And uh, the only way to get to this concert was on a funicular up the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so we dressed up in our best outfit that we had with us in our carry-ons and went up the side of the mountain and enjoyed this wonderful concert. What I remember most was it was the entire experience. So you're getting on this funicular, you're taking it to the top, you have like 45 minutes before the show, and you had a great view, bird's eye view of Salzburg, and just mm-hmm. walking around this castle was just so interesting. And just the mm-hmm. stories that echo on the top of this mountain are, are there and evident. Then we went into the show, had some wine, had some cheese. It was very well done. And there wasn't tons of people. There was maybe about 45 people uh, in mm-hmm. the concert, so very intimate. 
and the music was just absolutely stunning, just perfectly played. These great windows, while they're playing too, you can see out of the city and look upon that and then see the sunset. It was just, it was just really cool. Mm. Um, and towards the end of the show, the, the clouds rolled in, it started to rain at the end. It just added to the kind of mystique of the experience. So always remember it and being there with you was fantastic. And then at the end, I just remember we, you know, it was raining heavily at this point. We had to jump on the funicular to take it down and the violin player like jumped in with us and we were chatting with him a little bit on the way down. It was just super cool. So that's just one memory for me. But how about you, babe? Okay, I'm going to go back a little further than you to when I was 16 years old, 1994. I got the opportunity to travel with some students from my own school and my social studies teacher. And we got to visit Madrid and Paris. And what I remember most about that trip besides, oh my God, there are people that actually look like me was visiting the Prado Museum. So it's funny that we're starting off our trip in Madrid. We're going to go back to where I started off. And with the Prado Museum, great artworks. For me, my background is in art. I've studied it. I took art classes. I read a lot of books about it. But what was different was getting to see these pieces live and in person was unbelievable. Besides the richness of all the European cities, just everywhere you go, just seeing some of these artworks. So Francisco de la Goya, one of my favorite artists, Saturn devouring his children was one of the artworks I just looked up and was absolutely stunned. It's creepy as anything. (laughs) I love it. So it was just just haunting, terrifying, but just compelling. And I just couldn't get enough of it. And then, of course, my social studies teacher is like, oh, you like this? Come look at this. Hieronymus Bosch, which um, probably not should be showing a (laughs) 16-year-old, but yes, he did. And it's Garden of Earthly Delights. Painting is unbelievable, crazy. You can just stare at it for hours. And Another painting that we saw was a Dutch artist, Van der Weyden, The Descent from the Cross. That was immense. It was probably the size of a whole wall of the room and super detailed in oil. And what I found stunning was just being at so amazed as somebody who has some creative talent and some artistic ability, the amount of work and energy and creative spirit that goes into these pieces were absolutely stunning and stick to me with this day. Yeah, and that was at the Prado. Right? Yes, the Prado. I did say yeah. the Prado. Yeah. So going up next, we're going to go our best standout memory from food or drink. What you got? All right. So I'm going to go to 2019 on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And where else to go on a honeymoon but the food capital of the world? It's Bologna. where you want it to go. <laughs> <laughs> but at least at one stop, we did stop for a couple nights in Bologna, Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Italian food. It's probably my favorite cuisine. I love all cuisines, but probably top ranking is mm-hmm. Italian food. And we went to a place called Dogaria della Rosa which means, I believe, grocery store in Italian. Mm -hmm. And we looked it up. And before we go on a trip, a lot of times we like to look on Google and just see top-rated places and make like a wish list. This one was rated high. It was walking distance from our hotel, about a mile away or 1.5 kilometers or whatever that (laughs) calculation is. you got to learn it. (laughs) And uh, it was just amazing. It was like... You know, they had the inside uh, portion. We actually ate outside. It was September, so it was beautiful weather on the sidewalk. And what I remember most is they just you, you sit down. It was so welcoming. They brought out 
pieces of cheese and dried sausage from Emilia Romana region, just a sample. We ordered a nice bottle of Sangiovese wine, and it was just so peaceful just eating outside there was great we had all the uh, classic staples from bologna there the tortellini and brodo the pasta bolognese and uh, filet with the aged balsamic from Odna, which was just amazing and if you remember we had at dessert it was just these simple peaches sliced mm-hmm. uh, that were just in a mascarpone cheese with a little dark chocolate so just an amazing meal. I'll always remember. Got pictures of it. We'll put them up on the website for you guys to check out. And if you recall, about two nights later, we actually <laughs> went back yes. to go there again. And that's like, I'll tell you another tip uh, just in travels is like, if you find a great place, there's no shame in going back there because at least you know you're going to get a great meal. You're going to have a great experience. And this place, highly recommend and just loved it. Yeah. So food or drink, babe, what about you? Talking about going back, I'm going to go back to Puerto Rico when we visited. It was our kickoff place in 2017. And we were kicking off a cruise from there. And we went to a local restaurant. And my family's from Puerto Rico. So I am well familiar with the food. But we hit this restaurant. And I'm definitely on the list when you're going is to get mofongo. And mofongo is basically mashed plantains, often pork rinds. I have to think of it in English. Chicharron, pork rinds, plantains, uh, and flavored in a garlic spice. And typically there's a meat accompaniment with it. Now this place had a unique mofongo that I have not seen anywhere else. Every time I mentioned it to my family, I haven't heard of anybody heard about it. And it was known as trifungo. So basically what the added difference of trifungo was, it was plantains, but it was both the sweet version, the maduro, and the the regular version, the tostones, the regular plantain, the green plantain. I have to constantly think in English and Spanish <laughs> so with this. Good. Um, and it was just so good. It's that added sweet and salt. And of course, we got the pork. It was delicious with a bit of sauce on it. It was something that oh, I can have it tuck me in at bed at night and just think <laughs> about it every day. And babe, they had that amazing 1980s saxophone player in the corner. Remember oh, yeah. playing the... Playing the sax. And I remember we came back for another dish, but all we thought we did a different version of trifungo, but the pork was the, definitely the best one that was there. Yeah, we have a habit of going to places multiple times if we find a good place. That place was amazing. Yeah, I totally love it as well. All right. Standout nature wildlife experience. Eric, what did you get? So I'm going to take us to Iceland. We went in 2017 and we always wanted to go to Iceland, but we never, it wasn't like on the priority list, but we prioritized. We're like, let's check this out. And I believe it was like fall. I'm trying to think back. It was like October. It was for our our birthdays. That's right. So we went to Iceland and we actually messed up our reservations at first, we were going to go to the Blue Lagoon, if you mm-hmm. remember, and we waited too long to get our tickets. So secret hint, if you're going to Iceland, you want to go to the Blue Lagoon, book early. Way in advance <laughs> for Blue Lagoon. But there's a lot of other areas you can do. Yeah. And actually, what's funny is that error of not booking that actually turned out to be a great benefit because we went to something called the Secret Lagoon, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, been around since 1891. And it was after the Golden Circle Tour. So you can combine it with one of those great tours. And Iceland is just a plethora of nature and wildlife mm-hmm. and things of that. But the Secret Lagoon was just so cool. It was like literally like in the middle of nowhere it had grass and trees and oh it happened to have this pool you can soak in they had all the facilities where you could change your clothes and grab they had a bar you can grab a drink Mm -hmm. i think got gin and juice in a can or something Mm -hmm. like that 
and then you just waded into this like natural pool. Uh, again, it wasn't that overcrowded and it was just so warm and inviting. And when you put your back to like the grass and kind of lean on it, at one point I felt they maybe burned my back. The water was so steaming hot. So you quickly adjust and just grab another drink and just so awesome. I really enjoyed this pool. So um, oh, yeah. that would be on my top trip in Iceland in general. I just say as a nature's paradise. Definitely a must see for folks that are have ever thought about it. It gave us so much more nature than we ever expected. So I definitely recommend that visit. Yeah. So what about you? For me, I'm going to go back to another memory without you present. <laughs> it's okay. We have lots of memories together. In 2016, I had the opportunity to take a trip around the world. And I did this basically by myself. I traveled some parts of the leg with you, some parts with the travel group, and some independently. And this one part that stuck with me would be Africa in general. We did a safari from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, ending in Zambia. But it was the Zimbabwe portion where we got to camp that was one of the most stunning experiences. So of course we go to these parks, you expect to see these magical creatures. Let me look at the big five. But when we were just rolling into our campsite, what I didn't expect was basically have the opening of the Lion King there when we were just <laughs> strolling in. And, you know, the circle of life was playing in my head. And then you see all these tiny monkeys, these tiny rodents. I think they're lemmings. But when I'm looking up online, I think they may be mongooses. I'm not even sure what it is. Ancillas. No ancillas. No ancillas. <laughs> It's not a real thing. But basically, it was baboons also as well. So these giant baboons howling, these tiny monkeys, and then even extra, there was these little kittens that were closer to the campground. But then my brain started going, oh my God, these poor little kittens are just mm, food for everything else. <laughs> but that's beside the point. It was just such a magical experience that I just couldn't believe that this was just right in plain sight that the experience stuck with me to this day. I'm surprised you weren't humming Toto's Africa. That was later when I went to took a shower and got caught in a rainstorm. I was humming Africa. <laughs> oh my God. So that's great. That's so great. next up on our list would be weird, interesting. What would be a standout moment for you? Weird, interesting, and or unique. For me, I'm going to dial back pre-Christy oh, and God. go to 2007. I spent about a month in Peru. Mm -hmm. In that month, I visited a town called Arequipa, which mm -hmm. is in the southern portion of Peru. And it's not really on your, I think, on the like common routes that you would mm -hmm. take. A lot of times you go to Cusco and Machu Picchu, which I did do. And that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But Arequipa stood out. It's just so unique where I stayed. It was on these grounds that had these tiny round cabins that mm -hmm. were circular but had a pyramid in the roof where mm -hmm. the sun poured in and stayed in there. Very clean, very nice, comfortable beds, cabins. But what was unique about it is they had these llamas or alpacas, like kind of roaming around the grounds, chewing mm -hmm. the grass, and you can go out and feed them. When you arrived at the hotel, they gave you a cup of coca leaf tea to kind of help with the elevation and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. See um, that high. 
<laughs> well, it's you know, it's like nature's nature's uh, equalizer here. Okay. Uh, but it was just a just a unique town, Arequipa, and this place we stayed. It was I, I don't know if it was weird. It was just so unique to anything I've ever stayed at. I it, I can't compare it to anything else. And so it was pretty cool. And so you're up, weird, unique, interesting. Okay. What you got? So what I'm gonna pick? It you actually were there. Oh my god, I have a memory <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> In 2015, we decided to travel to Croatia. Of course, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Had to go there. It was still in the season when it was in, and I had to go see. I heard that a lot of the filming locations were there. And we stumbled upon uh, Dubrovnik. Love Dubrovnik. Got a million stories about that. But what I'm going to land on is the island of Lokrum. So Lokrum is a short boat ride from Dubrovnik. Easy to get there. It's an island that has... No inhabitants 24 hours a day. Everybody has to leave the island by 7 p.m. The only inhabitants are bunnies and peacocks. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, but basically what we went there is one of the Game of Thrones filming locations uh, for Corinth. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. So we got to see a little exhibit there about the Game of Thrones. But the fun secret thing that we did is we snuck in this little rocky part of the island. They have a nude beach. <laughs> and yes. The glass we, bottom boat. Uh, kept on driving by. Okay. You, we'll get to the glass bottom boat. But basically this nude beach was, you know, in Europe, that is a regular standard nudity. In America, they teach us, oh my God, shameful, we have bodies. And it's something that we have always been interested in doing. It's not about seeing, but just being more free. So something I was excited about it. I know you were a little nervous at first bit, but once you got comfortable, you warmed up to it. But we laughed because as you mentioned, the glass bottom boat, as you're nude on these rocks that you're laying on, there's this glass bottom boat of people and kayakers that are strolling in a slight distance from there. And at this point, when you're just cool and free and you got no clothes on but swim shoes, you're like, okay, I don't give an F. I'm just going to do this. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. Let your body full soak in the sun. And I would definitely recommend it. And you know what? No one's looking at you. No one cares. And you're comfortable and free. There's also two really good restaurants on Locrum that we checked out. There's an Italian place and uh, yes, kind of a yes, nice the restaurant's good. They have place, nice yeah. little grappas, a selection of specialty grappas that you can have there, and great food locations. The island itself is unbelievable. It's an oasis. But if you want to do something a little extra interesting, head to the nude beach on the nude side and let it all hang out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As we kick off our world travel, we wanted to give you some packing tips to support your next trip. Many of these tips will work for short vacations and all will help for long-term travel. Christy, you are the expert squirreler. Where do we start? Okay, we're going to start with where are you going and when? So we're talking about when it's not, hey, just February 22nd. It's about what time of year, what season they're in. It's important to know that if you're going opposite sides of the world, they're going to be in a flip season. So to make sure you're planning and packing accordingly. It's also a good note to understand the customs. Yeah, and it also depends on what you're doing in the destination. If you're, whether you're playing golf or you're swimming or you need water shoes, sandals, swimwear, just think through what your activities are as well when you're planning, when you're planning your pack. 
Next up, save time and money by using only a carry-on and a backpack. Now, when I tell people that we're only traveling with a carry-on and backpack, this is often the hardest thing for people to swallow. But there is a lot of advantage to doing this. One, the number one thing is you have less to worry about. You're gonna not lose your luggage. You don't have to worry about check-in. And often cheap flights across in the international land, they will charge. I know they do here. They charge for check-in luggage or additional fees. Yeah, it's a little more extreme, I'd say, at least in Europe. I did some research. It's around 50 euros or around $70 or so to pack a bag at the airport. And even if you book in advance or book that bag in advance, it's still considerably more expensive. So you don't want to be paying those fees, especially if you're hopping around five, 10 flights. It could really add up. Okay. And a cool trick that I've learned on this go around is Ziploc space saver bags are your friend. Now, what it's great is they're compression bags and they're compression bags that you roll. For me, there's a lot of different vendors. The Ziploc brand is the one that I know has tried and true. I've had non-brand space saver bags and they don't hold as well as the Ziploc brands do. It's amazing what you can get in these Ziploc bags. On the internet, you'll search packing tips. You'll see packing cubes and those are great for organization, but you still have all that air and wasted space. With the Ziploc bags, it's about 50% less that you're going to squeeze out of your bag before you pack it. So okay. it's a good good tip. And now when you're getting into the actual packing portion, what I find super helpful is you lay out what you intend to pack. Now you can lay this out on your bed. I laid it out on the ground with a blanket underneath just so I can see a clear picture of everything that I'm intending to take with me. Now for us ladies, I need more than a couple white t-shirts and pants. So I'm looking at outfits, but I do have to know that I'm carrying all my stuff. I don't have any person to carry this for me. So I really have to evaluate that by looking at any unnecessary items that don't make the cut. Yeah, and you taught me this, but it was count your outfits, right? So is it five main outfits you need and then maybe one sweater, one jacket? So you got to be really specific, especially for long-term travel. If you're going to get it in this one carry-on and backpack, you really have to count your items. The other thing that I always think about is having a plan for your shoes. I have big feet. So my shoes take up like half my carry-on. So I get two pairs. I have one that I wear, one that I pack, but I got to be really mindful of the size of those shoes and and how I'm going to pack them just to make sure I don't waste all my luggage space with my big shoes. And do a test pack. So this is important to see like what you start off. You may think you started off with something that's really good. And then when you try to get that in the bag, it doesn't work out. For me, even for packing for this one, I've packed about three or four times just to settle on, okay, I got everything in my carry-on without using the extender. It's a plan in advance. But I think I want to squeeze maybe an extra two things in there I think I can fit in. So we'll see. And it's it, there's always those few items that... You're like, do I really need this? I want it. I want that digital radio wireless speaker. But how often am I actually going to use that? And that's really going to take up that space. So really pare down the items, get just, just the essentials of what you need. Yeah. And when talking about those Ziploc bags, I found when using them, they work best when they're cleanly folded so not like fold it like an origami piece, just a wide fold and flat. You get better compression than if you roll them in the bag. Now, if you're packing straight into your luggage, rolling your items is a great tip to get more bang for your buck in terms of space. 
And last but not least, you always have that backpack. For me, I don't try to rely on that backpack for anything in terms of outfits or clothes or anything. I wanna rely on them for electronics and medications, those necessaries, and also entertainment. I need my little puzzles. Quick access. And always know, like, wear your passport, you know, put your keys to home in your backpack in a specific spot, but really know where you're placing your items so you don't have to fumble around. So where's my headphones? Where's my passport? Where are my keys? You just should know. And a bonus space-saving tip that I learned from my friends at TikTok I love TikTok, is I saw this woman, she was flying to Vegas and she needed some more outfits and she shared her travel hack of a zippered pillow. So instead of using the stuffing in your pillow, she put her clothes in the pillow. So I will be trying that this go around. I am packing my travel pillow, my zipper travel pillow with soft overflow items because they are going to act as your real pillow on the plane so you want to be comfortable. And Christy made me a travel pillow and I'm using it just as backup for your overflow, just so you know. <laughs> oh, blame me. Use it for your shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, some comfortable shoes are on my neck. That sounds great. All right. And now that we've made it to the plane, it's important to consider your plane outfit. So use your plane outfit for your bulkiest items. So what you want to make sure is whatever your biggest shoes that you're going to bring, you're wearing that on the plane you're wearing your jacket, and then you're wearing layers to help free up the luggage. But remember to make sure you don't look like an overstuffed teddy bear. Now, Eric's gonna share some miscellaneous things that we found with our long-term travel that he's gonna share he found. Yeah, so these are kind of packing tips, but also a mixture of just preparation things. But when you're looking to book your Airbnb, always do the filter to make sure they have a washing machine and or a dryer. Uh, many of the hotels or Airbnbs in Europe do not have dryers, but they do have washing machines. You might want to see if they have Netflix. If you're into streaming movies, some entertainment at night is really helpful. And those are some criteria we use. Also, you would want to think about packing your Roku or your streaming devices and think about purchasing a VPN, especially for those long-term travelers, mm -hmm. so you could bypass you know, the local country firewalls and things of that nature and, and get to your content. And last but not least, how are you going to pay for things? Cash, credit card, ATM. Check out the fees with your banks. Make sure there's low or no foreign transaction fees. Also make sure you're getting points for your purchases and call and notify your banks in advance so you're not disappointed when buying your groceries or whatever. And know your pins for your cards that you don't think you have pins. Often in Europe, credit cards require a pin. And I find unless it's your debit card, you often do not know what that pin is. Yeah. So it's just good to do that kind of advanced things because you can always, if you forget something, you can always buy it only if you have a payment method. So don't forget that. Wrapping it up. What have we learned today? Take the time to focus on creating memorable experiences that last a lifetime. And when we travel, we've looked at four categories. Arts and culture, food and drink, nature and wildlife, and some weird and interesting things we've done along the way. Salzburg is more than just the sound of music. And maybe you can visit a nude beach at least once in your life. And simplify your travel luggage by only taking a carry-on and a backpack. We love compression bags. They're magic. And use a zippered travel pillow for overflow soft packings, not size 12 shoes around your neck. Do a test pack, then do it again. 
As we make our way over the Atlantic, our next episodes will be focused on our first country, Spain. We'll be posting episodes every other week, but stay in the know by heading to our website at liveletrome.com and our Instagram and Facebook pages in between. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take the next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live Let Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. So until next time, get out and roam. <laughs>